Hey fans, I'd like to announce that the wrestling realm is now partnered with SeatGeek to save you $20 off your purchase. Use the promo code wrestling realm at checkout and you can save $20 on your purchase. So if you want to attend a WWE event, an AEW event, or if you want to go see your favorite sports team or your favorite artist, buy your tickets off SeatGeek using the promo code wrestling realm to save $20. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling for the Culture is back, not once, but twice this week. And, you know, we stand with the group Pure Ignorance. This time we bringing on the Prince himself coming up after the intro. The Wrestling Realm presents Wrestling for the Culture, where we highlight pro wrestlers and pro wrestling personalities of color. Here's your host, Brian H. Waters. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Wrestler for the Culture. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Of course, the show is brought to you by the Wrestling Realm, where you can save $20 off your SeatGeek purchase of $50 or more on the first purchase. So if you're looking to go to Montreal this weekend and go check out the Elimination Chamber, or you're looking to go to Salt Lake City to check out the All-Star Game, you can save $20. As Steve Harvey would say, oh, Big announcement too, real quick. WrestlingRealm.com is up and running, so you can get Wrestling Realm merch, and you can get all types of cool stuff. And as Steve Harvey would say, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> I want to introduce my guest at this time. He is from this great place in Baltimore. He yeah. is the Prince of Ignorance. He is the yeah. one and only Prince Machiavelli. Prince, how, how you feeling? Doing? How y'all doing? I'm doing great today, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, been busy week. Uh, it's Elimination Chamber week. It's the road to yeah. WrestleMania. But, yeah. uh, you know, the podcasting don't stop. It's a blessing to do this. So I'm excited to have you on. Uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, been able to chat up in person. But now to actually yep. get to do it on a live platform, it's going to be fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm excited to be here. I, I seen the interview with my brother, with Don. And I was like, yeah, I got to get on here. I got to. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, it's um <laughs> I just realized something. <laughs> oh man. Um, I usually stream live on Twitch. <laughs> and oh, I realized you didn't even turn it on, did you? I click Facebook. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but it's all good though, because the people on Facebook can watch, you know. All right. Um and, and we can always rebroadcast on Twitch. We can we'll we'll rebroadcast this uh tomorrow. So for those who usually catch us on Twitch, but we on yeah. YouTube, that's that, that's the flagship. That's the home. That's where we've been at for the past 11 years. But uh, before we get into it, how you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I mean, I just just had my first match back. I mm-hmm. just caught the dub. So I'm feeling good. You know, I had to push, put, put the air over to sleep. So, I'm, you know, I'm feeling <laughs> great. Yeah, man. Well, it's, uh, I'm glad you're feeling great. You know, like I said, definitely happy that we get ready, you know, chatted up for real. Um, you know, 
when did you decide that you know you wanted to do this? We you know, and when was your first? When was the first time you was exposed to pro wrestling? So first time I was exposed to pro wrestling was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend he had like this backyard fed, and he was like, "Yeah, you want to come join and and wrestle with us?" I was like, "Sure, why not?" I, so you know, I tried it out, and I was like, "Oh, I actually really like this." Mm-hmm. Then we started like having a pay-per-views and, and just watching it. And, and I didn't even know about indie wrestling. So all I knew was like WWE, Impact, TNA. But then once I started getting more into it, I was like, oh, snap. It's a lot more to this. Yeah. And I fell in love with it ever since. So you decided right after high school, like this is what you was going to do? Yep. All right. And did you go I to college? Like, no, no. I, um, I went straight to working. Okay. Because I've heard, you know, people like Adam Cole say the same thing, like, you know, kind of like they already knew what they wanted to do and stuff and going to college. Like, look, I'm going to just go, you know, work to get and reach the dream. Um, Was there any pushback from the family when you decided this is what you want to do? Um, So a little little something that people don't know about me. I have a heart condition. Okay. Uh, pulmonary valve set. My mother hated when I started wrestling. Mm-hmm. She was like, what if someone hits you too hard in the chest? What if this happens? What if that happens? And I was like, well, if it happens, it happens. Um, but since wrestling, my heart has gotten like so much stronger, they said. Like since I've like ever since I've started getting into shape, wrestling, all of it, I've just been like 10 times healthier. So really kind of saved my life. That's that's amazing. Um so Prior to working at the Ringer, my shoot job was a communication specialist at Johns Hopkins Medicine. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the beats I eventually I had no business with it. Uh, but because you know what? I ain't even gotta uh be nice no more. Because of mismanagement <laughs> and people decided that like, you know, all my friends left. Um I had inherited, I guess it's the wrong word, but you know, I I was given the cardio beat. So yeah. um, I was able to learn a lot about that stuff. Now, what's the, what's the name of the condition? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, pulmonary valve defect. Okay. All right. So and I that's... have a, a BT, I believe it's a BT shot in my chest. Okay. All right. So it's not ARVD where it can no. suddenly. Okay. Because we was talking about that. And um, oh, man, his name escapes me. But the gentleman who played for the Boston uh, Celtics. And he was on, uh, he's from Baltimore. Okay. And I believe that, you know, he had one of those conditions. And I, I believe it was ARVD. And, you know, but it's just like one of those things where, you know, you unfortunately you've seen people with it. Now, you don't have to wear anything that, like, has to shock you, right? No. Okay. Yeah. And that's the thing with ARVD. They said, like, you know, once if they catch it, the only thing is, dude, they have to wear a device and it lets them know when the heart is about to act up and it shocks, kind of like shocks it back, but it's yeah. painful. But yeah. in your case, working out, the training, I'm assuming diet and help saved your life, you said? Yeah. Yes. Um, I started taking like uh, the gym a lot more serious last year. And <laughs> like I said, I've just, I've had more cardio, um, more stamina in the ring. I've had more strength. And all of that. But before that, when I was just wrestling, it it just, like, I used to have, uh, how do I put this? Not not an asthma attack. But when I was in high school 
And you can, if y'all ever go to Randallstown, is a gym teacher named Mr. Hennix. He told this uh, story to all his new students. Oh, yeah? I had an attack because we were doing the the, the pacer test where you run back into four. Mm-hmm. And it was to the point where my chest, my heart was beating out my chest. I couldn't breathe. And I passed out. Um, And so no one knew about my heart condition. So they, the rumor went around was, oh, yeah, Chris had a heart attack and died in school. Oh, wow. And, um, but it was like, after that moment, I was like, dang, I gotta, I, something has to change. And that's when I started wrestling. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Amazing. It's different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I wow. <laughs> it's just like, quote me on car. I can imagine it was scary. Uh, real quick, shout out to Michael DuBose and let's go pure ignorance. Shout out to Jermaine Every in the building. Uh. <laughs> so the homies are here uh, make sure y'all share this use the hashtag wrestling for the culture and so you went to Randallstown yep okay so you did a lot of the backyard wrestling out there yes we were <laughs> and it was funny because the school knew about it okay they, just, they let us do it so we were in the, uh, the baseball field football field wherever we could go that's where we were at <laughs> did you so, how many of y'all was it, and how many of them actually transitioned into pro wrestling? So, it was about 20 of us. Mm-hmm. I want to say about 20 of us. And only, I can only say four of us are wrestling. That was the main core group that started all of it. So, okay. me, Chaz, Chris Idol, and Noah Idol. Wow. <laughs> Man, yeah. So, yeah, that's the homies right there, you know. Yep. Uh, Family. Yeah, it was, um, you know, we, me and Chaz talked about it earlier this week, his wedding, you know, a moment that was. And I was fortunate enough to be on the video team mm-hmm. and been able to, uh, you know, shoot his wedding and stuff. Um, but w- so what does it mean for you to be able to do this with your friends? Like, for instance, the wrestling realm, right? We went to Black WrestleFest and there was a moment when, you know, we're amongst other Black wrestling podcasters and wrestlers and i looked around and i saw like this community but then i looked to the right and my left and i saw the real Dwayne allen brother hugh and um me and hugh been friends since sixth grade me and Dwayne met in college and i'm like i get to do this with my best friends and it's it's amazing you know we bored on brother brandon who's somebody I, i knew in high school so it's literally like all three phases of education so for you what does it mean to be able like you said, it was about 20 of y'all, but now you, Chaz, Chris, and Noah, what does it mean to be able to do this with them? And honestly, it means everything because I was the first one to go. I was the first one who was like, all right, y'all, I want to try to take this serious. I want to really make something of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was the first one that went out there and, and, and really did it. And honestly, it didn't go well for me the first okay. time that I, I, I started. Um, I just couldn't find myself. But it was like as soon as my brother, Chaz, because I was I was ready to quit. But he came and he was like, yo, nah, we're not going to let you go out like that. And he was like, we're going to do it together. And he was like, we're going to start pure ignorance. We're going to do this together. And it, melt, it meant the world to me. I mean, we won our goal together. We started everything together. So the titles you see in the background, we won that together. Mm-hmm. Um, we traveled together. We talked pretty much every day. When I have an idea, I'm like, all right, who should I send it to? Sending it to Chaz first. Mm. So it, it means the world to me. Like, that's really my brother, and I love him. 
So you brought up the titles, and I'm glad you did. The moment you won them, and like you said, winning it with your brother, what does that mean? Appreciate your man. I mean, it means everything. Like I've, I've come. I feel like I've come so far, especially from the point of me feeling like, "Hey, I'm not getting the recognition that I was uh, I deserve," or I'm I'm putting everyone else over, and and no one's really like uh, treating me like the star I felt like I was. But it was like my brother. My brother believed in me. My brother was like, "Nah, I know what you can do, and the world needs to know what you can do." And when we won these titles, it, it melt everything. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. A, I'm not an emotional person. Chaz is. You know, Chaz yeah. is definitely the emotional person. But when we won the titles, I actually did break down in tears because I was like, "Dang, maybe finally people will start giving me that recognition. People will start giving me that that." Uh, that respect that I felt felt like I've deserved for so long. Mm-hmm. So. You, you you sit back and you know, um, I battle a lot of times when people use the f word. It's not allowed around me because I have too much respect for what y'all do. You putting your bodies out there on the line. You you know the the hits hurt. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was ringside at when it was Pure Ignorance versus Takeover. Nobody was letting up. Nah, no, uh, and, and you know I, I have the footage on my uh, hard drive. I should have put it in here, but I, I nobody was letting up. So I hate when people use the f word. But what you describe was something as real as it can get. You know, um, do you remember the moment? What it was like? You take me back to the moment when the bell sounded, when the one, two, three hit happened. Obviously, unless there was a change, more like I'm, I'm sure you knew y'all was going up that night, right? Unless they changed it on the fly. Mm. Is that okay? So, so yeah, we need. All right, so talk about what it meant to know going in and trying not to, I guess, go home too fast, versus when the moment finally happened. So, <laughs> for one, we had like really bad. Like it was like the chemistry between us and this team was really off. Now I never told them this. I always was like, oh yeah, it was a great match, but in my head I was always like, hey. It's something that's just not right. It's something that's not going right. Mm-hmm. Um, like no matter what we did, it was just it just didn't feel like our chemistry and our match uh, chemistry was on point. Then this finally this match happened, and it was a graffiti alley street fight. And I mean, we went to war. We brought out weapons, steel chairs. Uh, I went through a table. That was not fun. Um, but we pretty much gave it our all. We went out there. We didn't talk about it. We just went out there and we fought, which is what we always have done. And that's exactly what Chaz told me. He was like, we're going to go out here and we're going to fight and we're going to give it our all until we don't have anything left. And that's exactly what we did. And it was amazing. And, and we even got a uh, fight forever chant and everything. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. So. so did the chemistry get better throughout the match or? It was that match. That match was like, once that happened, now oh. it's like, when we face them, it's like we know how to go about facing them now mm-hmm. because of that match. It was like, yeah. all right, now something clicked. Something okay. in our head was like, okay, if we can just, because we ain't, like I said, we didn't talk about the match or anything. We just went out there and we was like, we want to fight. <laughs> and they was like, y'all, y'all don't want to go with us? No, we're going to go out here. We're going to fight. <laughs> And ever since then, everything just clicked. 
and we've been fighting ever since. So, yeah. so, so, all right, and the, the take me to the one, two, three, because like so, I said, it, it's different. You know, you know it's coming. You know it's gonna happen. But right before that moment, you know, it, it's a difference. So take me there. So right before the one, two, three, I think I was calling for Chaz to um, get ready for the uh, for the culture. Mm-hmm. Now at this point, I think the dudes we're facing, he's like six one, like he's tall and slinky, and the the place that we're in, the roof is like right there. So you know the for the culture, it's the German clothesline. Mm-hmm. And he's six, like he's six, he's tall, he's six foot. So we're right, right about to do it. Um, Chad spins him around, I grab him, I'm taking him up for the ride. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this fool is gonna go through the ceiling. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I already know he's about to go through the ceiling. But he didn't, surprisingly. Chaz hits him, boom. He climbs on one, two. Three, it was amazing. And I mean the crowd went crazy. Even though we were like the bad guys, they they went crazy for us. Got out, mm-hmm. like they were screaming to fight forever. They were screaming pure ignorance. And I loved it. I loved every moment of it. And like like I said, that's you know, I'm just thinking back, like, you know, those those moments, you know what I mean? And you know, I remember like the thing is, like, I like being a fan, right? So when y'all had when the beef with TakeOver started, you know, of course I knew, like, all the stuff that was happening, but I didn't know what was going, like, I didn't know the finish, right? And because mm-hmm. I, well, I wasn't involved in the match, but at the time, me and Bougie wasn't seeing eye to eye, so he felt the need to kind of mock me during the match. And there was that moment, like, towards the end, I was like, oh, okay, so this is what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, When you're at, these shows right and let's say you're scouting your next opponent no before i get there when you're at these shows do you often like look at the rest of the card to see who goes up or who does it or are you just like focused on your match and then you know watch the rest of it as a fan uh me personally i watch i try to watch every match that goes on um mm-hmm. just so i can learn I, I i'm always trying to learn something new um whether it be a hold or whether it be a move I always try to watch and see what people do. Um, in the back, usually I'm I'm going over and watching and seeing like, okay, they're they're putting him over or they're 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 giving him you know a shot at this. So I always try to try to see like, okay, well, why is he getting this or why is he getting that push or why is he getting um, to face the big stars? I always watching and, and listening and hear. That way, I I know what I have to do to put me in pure ignorance in a better uh, position. Okay, so. you, you know one example. Um, it's funny. It's good you say that. One example I always uh, shout out is uh, Desmond mm, Wesley. Uh, Wesley. You know, I was about to say Desmond Xavier when he was like coming up and in MCW. Uh, there was a time at the time we was filming a documentary that never got published or whatever, but it was on Derek Frazier, and it was Derek Frazier and Ruckus against. Um, Wesley and his tag partner at the time and they was you know they lost but it was like the open one of the first two matches and then I remember him sitting there that night in the back just watching everything and I remember looking at um, you met Blizz um, and I remember looking at him and mind you this is like 2013 
And just mm. to paint the picture, in that locker room that night was like Adam Cole. Um, who else was there? Christy Hemi. Uh, rest in peace. Um, Axel Rotten. And um, it was few, quite a few other people. But I remember uh, he looked at it, he's like, yo, those kids going places. Because, you know, just trying to listen. You know, yep. and it, you know, and I love the fact that you said that. You know, what does it mean for y'all to, especially being from Baltimore, where, you know, it's not too many, you know, when people, there's not too many people, people think about far as mainstream, you know, you know, right now it was like Rich Swan, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. but you know, like some cities like DC, everybody always mentions Batista, you know, at one point, I mean, you could probably say the biggest person who claimed Baltimore sort of was Stacey Keebler. Even though we know yeah, she was like from Laurel, <laughs> but you know she could have claimed DC, she claimed Baltimore. So, what, but what does it mean to like you know be out there, especially putting Baltimore on the map? You see it in your graphics, you know, your attitude. What does it mean for you? So for me, it means inspiring the next generation. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's like a lot of the times I got kids, I get kids that run up to me, surprisingly, that are from here. And they're like, oh, well, where are you from? Because I heard the announcer say you're from Baltimore. I'm like, yeah, I'm from Baltimore. They're like, oh, my God. We came all the way from there just to, you know, see y'all wrestle because we, we heard y'all were from here. And it's it's we don't see many people do anything like that from Baltimore. Like, And you don't. Like, when I was growing up, you don't see people being different. You don't see people um, expressing who they really are. Like, when me and my friends were outside wrestling in the grass, we got judged all the time, but we didn't care because we were happy. And that's what I want to do. I want to inspire the next generation to be happy, to be to be themselves no matter what. Like, okay, it's not the cool thing. In high school, it wasn't the cool thing to wrestle. I, I didn't care. I was happy. And you should be too. This is what you should do is find something that you love, find something that's your passion, and you should go out there and do it. Talk about it. And that's the thing right there, man, because I've been – you know, it's, it's well documented. Um, people have heard the stories about, you know, me being real about my journey and coming up and, you know, being passionate about this. And like I said, for me, it, it wasn't about getting in the ring, but more so, you know, one, just loving it. And then two, being able to jump in the media space. Mm-hmm. And if you had told me this like three years ago, or I'd say 10 years ago, when we started, it, w- it would have sounded like, okay, you just dreaming, you know, but now I'm, you know, yep. fortunate enough to be in the position I am. And I'm always looking at like, okay, what else can I do? Yep. All right. Who else is out there? You know, and, and, and I look at, if you look in uh, sports, right. One of the things that uh, Rachel Nichols, I think it was Rachel Nichols said, um, or maybe it was Ramona Shelbourne said when Kobe Bryant was coming up, he looked at her and said, we're going to help each other out. And they were both like young in the business, mm-hmm. you know, and we was talking about this. A lot of us uh, wrestling podcasters would say, I mean, yeah, we were saying like, we work hand in hand with the wrestlers. You know, y'all yeah. have a message. Y'all want to get out there. Y'all want to promote. We want to, you know, have content. And it's a beautiful thing, especially in the community. You know what I mean? Um, What does it mean when you see more black wrestlers being successful? I love it. I love it. And, and, and it feel, it makes me feel like, okay, that could be me one day. That could be per ignorance. That could be the Dawn. That could be Noah Idol. That could be Chris Idol. Shoot, it could be the next generation that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. But 
seeing someone succeed, seeing the O'Shea's, seeing the uh, Shane Taylor's, the, the Ron Hunt's, even the Jay Bougie's, seeing them succeed and, and push forward. Because I actually, um, and Chaz is going to hate me for this, but I actually did get some advice from my uh, Bougie. And he mm-hmm. told me, because I was once again feeling like, you know, maybe I'm just not, maybe I'm not cut out for it. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I don't want to take the shortcuts. Maybe, you know. And he told me, he was like, bro, you got to talk your stuff. Stop, stop letting people tell you who you are and be who you are. Mm-hmm. Talk your stuff, make the moves, and do what you got to do. And I already know I'm going to get message. Oh, so you're talking to Bougie. Yes, <laughs> I, I had a conversation with him. And what Chaz doesn't realize is him and Bougie are more alike than he thinks. So, mm, for real. They are. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. So, See, I got love for both of them. And as I said, you know, I said this in the Twitter spaces. When they when they had a showdown, the brothers, you know, sometimes the family, you know, you you, you see both of your family members on opposite sides. They got to fight. They got to fight it out. You know, you stay out of it and, you know, shake hands at the end. They both like, oh, ain't going to be no handshaking and this, this, that, and the other. But you said it. <laughs> they yeah, I, more I mean, like. They, they are. They more like than what they think. That's interesting. <laughs> that's, that's very interesting, uh, you know, as we, you know, move forward. Um, you know, what's this, uh, you know, so what is it like now, you know, to be able to travel and do this? You know what I mean? Because a lot of times there's this, okay, there's this narrative, stay in your local area until you're ready or whatever. But what did it mean to be able to step out of the state of Maryland, step out of Baltimore and be able to do what you love? Honestly, it means everything to me because it, it shows my growth. It shows my ability to not just impress uh, the fans, but impress with management too, that, mm-hmm. you know, the bigger companies are looking at us and they see us. And I do think they see us, but it's like, it's also about taking that opportunity or taking, you know, going to doing the rides, even though we might not be on the show or going to doing the rides and, and, and going to a place and helping set up just because, you know, paying them dues. So, and that's what we did. We have to, because, if we want to get anywhere, we got to show that we want it. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. What is, um, talk about the car rides, man. Cause, you know, at one time, you know, WWE had a show called Ride Along. And I think that's the fun part about the independent side is, yeah, it's a grind, but mm-hmm. the car rides and how, you know, so much knowledge is spent. And I know just for me being, a backstage person when I was doing backstage work with WSU and CZW and, you know, RCW way back in the day, I got a lot of knowledge just in the car rides from people like a Black G's or Mia Yim or, you know, Blizz. So what's the car rides been for you? So when I was first starting, um, we were, I was, um, when I was just by myself, I got to ride with some of the, like, some of the people like Ruckus and, um, cause my trainer, that's his trainer. So mm-hmm. I got to ride with some of those people like that. So, you know, they always dropped knowledge. They always gave us, um, like, advice after our matches and stuff. So it was always, it's like, uh, what is that saying? Keep your mouth closed and your ears open. Mm-hmm. There was always a moment like that where I would just be listening, learning, trying to understand, like, try to get better, whatever it took. And they were always open and willing to give that advice. Yeah. Now, if you ask me what the car rides are like now... 
it's normally me trying to keep Cliff up while the other two are sleeping. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so that, that's usually how it is right now. But yeah, back in the day, hopefully one day we'll have another legend in the car with us. I would love that. Yeah, man, it's it's always dope when you can do that, or even sometimes just being in the locker room with them, yep. or even having dinner with them. You know, um, who's been some of your mentors in the business? Um, so far, TJ Sykes. Um, oh, shout out to TJ. He was yeah. on here earlier. Well, I about to say earlier this year. Oh boy, uh, last year the years the months started to bleed together after a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely TJ. TJ pretty much he goes over every one of my matches. Um, mm-hmm. whether it's a tag team, whether it's just me by myself, whether it's a promo, he always is like going over my matches, telling me what I can do better, telling me even even if he's like, Oh, well, it was a great match, I'll sit there and be like, Well, nitpick. And he'll give me his nitpicks. Um, another great person is Alex King. Mm. Um, he's he he's very open. Like if you had like even with him being on TV and stuff, he is like a very open person, willing to help the next generation. So Definitely shout out to him. Um, I, I would honestly say, and honestly, Red Dog, Cliff, mm-hmm. is, though he hasn't been in long, Cliff helps out no matter what. He'll give you honest advice. And if you want to work on something, Cliff will help you every step of the way. Yeah. Man, like you, um, it, it's, it's funny. Not just play funny. You know, watching somebody like I watched TJ. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I seen him at RCW, and this was 2010. And immediately he grabbed my attention. I was like, wait, this dude out here coming out like Michael Jackson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm With like, red thrillers, jacket, and everything. Yeah. And I was like, yo. And when somebody can make an impression, yeah, and just watching his career go, watching him evolve. And I thought it's been amazing now to like hear, you know, he being a mentor, you yes. know, because, and that's the best thing about this business is being able to pass on the knowledge learn something pass it on learn something pass it on so i think that's uh, you know real dope right there yeah. um and anytime i'm like having a match even like we used to go up to uh, pwx um in pittsburgh we don't go there anymore but mm-hmm. right before my matches you always tell me grab their attention go out there and demand it mm-hmm. and yeah how long did it take you to really understand what that means because i know sometimes it could be like, well, what do you mean demand it? Like, you know, so how long did it take you to like really grasp? I'm okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm still learning. Um, it, it's, it's some days are easier than others. I'm not going to lie about that either. Some days I, it clicks. I'm like, it, it's all about fan reaction. Mm-hmm. Like people don't, people who, who will go out there. Once you hit that curtain, it's like, Depending on how the fans react to you, if they don't know you, they won't say nothing. But if they know you, mm-hmm. and they they like really like when we go out there for one CW and when we hit them curtains, it's amazing. The feeling, the the crowd screaming our names, the fans wanting fives, that you know, uh, old ladies and, and 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 wanting to hug us and kiss the babies. It's it's amazing. Like the feeling is crazy. You remember the first time you got that 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 recognition from uh, a pop? Whether it was being booed or being cheered? Uh, yes. <laughs> so it was probably our first title defense against uh, Dog Nation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Chaz did. Chaz did something. And I was sitting there hyping him up. 
And it made the guy, I mean, it made this whole section so mad that the guy actually went to the booker and said, I ain't going to say what he said, but pretty much he said some racial slurs Ooh. to get us out of there. That he ain't want us there no more. <laughs> but it was, it was crazy because it was so easy to get under his skin and mm-hmm. so easy to, to push those little buttons for him to boo us and, and and he still comes back every day, every time we there. He's still there. He's like, yeah, I still don't like y'all. We don't care. As long as, long as you know that you stay over that side, we over here, you can't do nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know Chaz. Chaz got a mouth on him. So. Mm-hmm. Which is Which is crazy because, like, Outside, he's like the nicest person, and oh, yeah. my my daughter's favorite wrestler. You know, um, yeah, that's crazy. And I'm just thinking about you know, because what what city was this? This was uh, Backwoods, West Virginia. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, I knew when, when you said I like. First of all, you said racial slurs. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I mm-hmm. got an idea where we're going with this. It's got to be in a few places. Y'all, y'all wasn't yeah. worried about like y'all tires that night. I was, but at the same time, uh, my wife was traveling with us at the time, and my wife don't play. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> if you think I'm bad, yeah. Say less. <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't nothing stopping Mama Bear, you feel me? So. Mm, yeah. Goodness gracious, man. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, just being able to, you know, get that reaction. Because, like, I've been in some training school sometimes, and... I ain't gonna lie, I'm looking, I'm like, eh, I don't see money in that person. I don't see in this one. <laughs> uh, and, and I shouldn't be that way, but you know, when you consume so much of it, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, what can you bring to the table? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then you see like people had like their first couple of matches, and they come, yeah. And people are like, okay, you know. Yeah. So like you know, being at EWA and y'all come out there and y'all getting a reaction, you know, I'm I'm happy, you know, mm-hmm. and to be able to see that. So, what's it's, this? It's, it's, oh, with that, with that, it's all about finding who you are. Mm-hmm. And I know people are gonna say, Russell say it all the time. Yeah, you just gotta find who you are. You gotta find who you are. It's like for me, when I first started, I was using the name Jaden Miller. I like, I hated it. I hated mm-hmm. the character. I was supposed to be this Hollywood superstar. I it was, it was awful. Mm-hmm. My trainer was like, "Yeah, this a work. This, you know, it was." How did you the get time, the name? Uh, it was my godson's name at the time, and then it was my old backyard wrestling name, so I just used it together. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna use this. This this should be cool." And I, and, you know, at the time, I'm, I'm thinking that's that's how they ever. It was it was horrible. I had a mohawk. And I was combing out the mohawk, coming out with a a, a mirror and all that. And you know, it wasn't me. It wasn't mm-hmm. who I was. Like this, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is. Oh no! Don't internet. So you froze on my end, or maybe it's me. All right, they, yeah, there, All we right, go. there we go. <laughs> but you said, uh, you said this is you. Oh yeah, this is me turned to ten. This yeah. is definitely me turned to ten. How'd you so, come with the name Prince Machiavelli? Uh, I think I honestly think Chaz helped me. I was like, you know, he was like, well, he, he says this all the time to me. Like, yeah, you're a prince. You're a mm-hmm. prince. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take that. You gotta. 
you got to show them what the kind of prince you are. I was like, yeah, I, I sure am. And then, of course, Machiavelli, because we love Tupac. That's mm-hmm. all we were listening to, riding on in our car and stuff. So I was like, let's put it together. I was going to ask you, what's on the playlist when you're uh, getting ready for big matches? Tupac, um, Young Boy, who else? Joyner Lucas, um, Chris Brown, of course, Chris Brown. Uh, I know some people won't look at me like, but yeah, Chris Brown, all of that. Okay, okay. And then before we get out of here, man, what's, um, when you look back, what's been your, how, you know, your career defining moment so far? Obviously, you have a lot more to gain, a lot more to come, but what's been your career defining moment so far? Career defining moment. Hmm. I would honestly say us versus Takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we really showed the world what we could be and what we were capable of. Capable of. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, there's some people I would like to call out also. Mm. Starting with Big Game Leroy. Wait, right. <laughs> everybody got beef with Big Game Leroy. You know, the, the other day, Bougie was in the store asking, <laughs> did they have a Big Game Leroy? They said no. Now you, what, what did he do? I, I got to figure now, this out. It's nothing that he did, but right now, he is pretty much the the, the gatekeeper, as they would call it. Oh. He is the gatekeeper for anywhere you want to be. And this is me calling him out right now. I don't care where. I don't care when, but me and you will have a match and you will either tap or you will go to sleep. But either way, I'm not the one waking you up. So let that be known. It's out there so he can get the message. Um, <laughs> Prince Machiavelli wants big game Leroy, man. So he, he wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, I want, cause I wanted to talk about the, you know, pure ignorance versus takeover. Takeover isn't what it used to be. Yeah. And we know, you know, y'all been able to stay together. They haven't been. Um, little, little dissemination. But we know Chaz and Bougie still have their issues. Do you have issues still with... Um, well, we know PJ didn't come down. He, he For whatever reason. I mean, he can get, he can get duff to you. And okay. he can go to you. Um, me, personally, I have no beef with Bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I will happily face him, uh, face uh, Jocko, any of them, any mm-hmm. day of the week. Uh, but me personally, I have no beef with him. My I'm a ride for my brother, no matter what. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. if he say, "Hey, we don't like him," we don't like him. But I personally have no beef with him. Mm, that's interesting. Okay, okay. So, all right. But so you, but you do you still want Jocko and Face? Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. Especially after that kick to the chest that uh Face gave. You. See Face, see everybody thinks Face is this big monster, and he's like, oh, he's so scary, and you know he got RIP STP on his. Yeah, that don't scare me. He mm. can, he can get choked out too. Okay, so uh, we 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 got to get that match going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm hitting the gym too. I mean. You know, I ain't lifting up beer mugs and stuff like that. I'm hitting the gym too, so whatever he want to do, I'm with. Face, face, face has been called out. Do you have a duffing list? I don't have a duffing list. Okay, uh, that's more uh, Chaz thing. Me, I, I just like it's something about taking the oxygen from somebody and putting them to sleep mm-hmm. that just that just makes me happy. It's just a little sadistic, maybe, but you know, it, it makes me happy. So usually, you, you know. <laughs> 
Do you, everybody, so, everybody wanna, oh, I'm so tough and I'm not gonna tap. That's fine. Like I said, I'm not the one waking you up. So what, what would you rather that if your choice, what would you rather have? You rather do you get more joy in watching them tap or just them just simply fading away? And oh, I like when they fade away. Go ahead and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, i and once you finish, I'll make sure the referee give you a nice double and blakey. <laughs> oh man, that is good. That is good. Prince, tell people where they can find you, bro. Uh well, right under here, you know, uh X underscore Prince Machiavelli. That's all my stuff. And uh my Twitter, P Machiavelli. Just you know, follow me, uh, like some of my stuff, share some of my stuff, go to for you wear and grab my hoodie. You know, uh Taz and them got their own thing with their names in it. You know, he uh Noah got blue, Taz got purple, but go ahead and grab you that orange PI. Pure ignorance, Machiavelli hoodie, because I would be greatly appreciated. Y'all heard what he said. For your wear, shout out to the homie Blue Magic Grind. That's one of my brothers right there. Yeah, um, y'all yeah. know my merch is over there as well for breaking through glass ceilings. But yeah, definitely go in there. Go under the wrestlers. You'll see Pure Ignorance, so you'll be able to get all their merch. Make sure. I, I lo- yeah, I love the Grand Theft Auto shirt. I gotta cop that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Greatest team alive. Let them know. <laughs> yeah. So, but man, I appreciate you coming on. appreciate the time. I thank you for the opportunity. You know, and make sure, you know, if any of my people in here, make sure you follow him, subscribe to the YouTube channel, all of that. Yeah, definitely appreciate that. Y'all make sure y'all follow Wrestling Realm at Wrestling Realm. Check out WrestlingRealm.com for merch, including the shirt I got on. We got the Proud Wrestling Fan shirt. We got the Raw um the raw inspired crew neck we got a lot of new stuff on there that the real Dwayne allen has uh he's been in the lab cooking so okay. uh shout out to him with all the designs for that make sure y'all check us out on patreon one at least one dollar per month gets you exclusive content which includes uh brian h water starts where i might just get on the mic and talk about something for less than 10 minutes or i might write an article but it also includes wrestling figure wednesday uh, articles that Dwayne he goes back and talks about his passion for collecting action figures and how it all started. So yeah, make sure y'all support us there. Um, and remember, you can save $20 on SeatGeek for purchases over $50 by using the promo code Wrestling Realm. Until the next time, folks. Oh, stay tuned tonight at eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm getting right off and gotta, you know, <laughs> drink some coffee. Eight o'clock. The Wrestling Realm will be joined. Then Stephanie Hardy on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. She is doing a Black History Month uh, celebration with collaborators. Monday was Black Wrestling. Tuesday was those wrestling girls. Tonight, it's our turn. The Wrestling Room going to bring the shenanigans to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. So make sure y'all check that out. Stay tuned. I haven't decided what I'm going to do for Extreme. I'm about to say Extreme Rules. Elimination <laughs> Chamber. <laughs> but we'll just stay tuned. But uh, yeah, check us out. Until the next time, folks, as the good old, uh, I'm about to say JR, but I think it's actually Tony Schiavone who used to say it. So long, everybody. (laughs) 